Mindfulness Mode 401. No, you can do it. Just come back to it. You have a baseline. You know what your baseline is. As you get more comfortable with your baseline, you will go off, but you'll come back. Reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness here on Mindfulness Mode with me, your host and Mindfulness Life Coach, Bruce Langford. And you probably are here because you care about being focused. You care about mindfulness. You want to become more grounded. Well, I have recorded another new meditation not too long ago, and it's about awakening with focus. It's about getting started in the morning. So many of my uh, listeners emailed me and said, could you record a meditation that will just help me be alert in the morning so I don't even need caffeine? I don't even need coffee. So I've recorded this one, Awaken with Focus, about being alert It's about feeling invigorated, fresh, and dynamic for the day. It's all about bringing out your vibrancy so you can feed those around you and be the energetic person you desire to be. You can download this free guided meditation at mindfulnessmode.com forward slash awaken with focus. Awaken with focus. Today, I have a guest on who we didn't talk about this in the show, but she's actually experienced a lot of challenges in her life. One of the challenges she experienced was that she experienced a lot of depression and she also had digestive issues and she was able to turn all this around by changing her diet and she implemented a plant-based diet and that helped solve her digestive issues and it turned around her battle with depression and she's now a different person and she talks about the the food that she eats she talks about her research of food and plants and and she's been studying plants and plant-based nutrition for years and has degrees from a number of of places including the university of southern california and uh, a mathematics degree as well from spelman college sit back relax and enjoy today's episode with julie ward julie is a fresh food alchemist we're going to talk all about what that means julie are you in mindfulness mode today I am. I really am. I, uh, I, you know, work on staying there regularly, you know, really being present and really being centered. So definitely I'm totally here with you and I'm mindful of, you know, how I'm feeling and doing today. So it's really kind of cool. That is awesome. And you are so much an expert at plants and food. I'm going to share a bit about you with Mindful Tribe. Julie Ward is a fresh food alchemist. As I mentioned, she's passionate about teaching people the importance of being mindful of their food and how to develop a divine relationship with the process of eating. Mm -hmm. Julie has researched food and plants and has been an educator for the last 25 years she's fascinated with this now i love this she's fascinated with the spirituality the gratitude and the vibration of food so julie before we get even into food what does mindfulness mean to you oh wow so to me it means really being in the present being mindful for me it's I'm a very sensitive person and I'm real sensitive to energies and kind of people around and it's being really mindful of what's mine, you know, and how I interact with other people 
and and really making sure I'm mindful of always showing up with a place of peace and love and kindness and just acceptance for everything and everyone and and just being really mindful of being in the present, you know, not trying to go too far into the future, not living in the past, but just every moment and every time is really precious. Oh, it is precious. And those times where we meet together and we are with family or friends and we're eating, those are precious times. Are those (laughs) spiritual times? Is that where the spirituality of food comes in? Tell me about that. Okay. So, you know, it's, the spirituality of food is almost that thing where you're, you're eating. And if you're mindful, and this really gets to mindfulness, right? Mm-hmm. When you're, you're, you're getting ready to eat food, you're looking at it. You're, most, most cultures have always had a moment of reverence or gratitude for what they're about to eat. And in our society, we don't always do that. You know, normally it's a, it has been a religious thing, but it's actually mm-hmm. also a cultural thing. So if you're looking at your food and you're like, okay, I'm grateful. I'm grateful that I have something to eat today. I'm grateful that what I'm eating is going to nourish my body. I am taking that moment to really have reverence for the food that I've prepared or someone's given me, knowing that it's also going to fuel my cells, my body. It's going to create new cells. It's going to create new life inside of me. And from that place, I'm also going to expand my own spirituality. I'm going to expand my energy and my connection with the universe, with source. And I've, you know, and I, and I realized this once, I guess I was eating a huge, really great salad and I make this fabulous herb salad. It's got all of these nutrient dense vegetables and sprouts and everything in them. And one day I was really hungry and I started to get really low in energy and I said, let me eat. And I ate this salad and I mean, just like that, I was wired. I was ready to go back at it. I had all my focus back. I had all my clarity back. I was like, wow, you know, there's, that's what food's supposed to do for you. It's not supposed, you're not supposed to eat and then want to go lay down. You're not supposed to eat and tax your digestive system so that you can't do anything else. You're supposed to eat and be like, yes, now I'm ready for what's next on my list. Julie, do you think that do you think that fast food has eroded the spirituality of food that we used to have? <laughs> Let's talk about that. Everybody eats fast food these days, it seems. You're not there's nothing alive. There's nothing live in that food, you know. So there's there's a process of an energy transference and and everything alive has an energy source, right? Has yes. life. So when you're eating that live source, you're, it's transferring to you and your intake, you're taking that spirit. There's plants have a spirit. There's a spirit in a plant. There's now you're imbibing that spirit and you're using that. And that's, you know, to fuel your spirit and to move forward fast food. There's none of that. Where's that in fast food? There's, I mean, you know, you can go and get a burger and it's not even meat. I mean, you know, so there's, there, you know, so I guess when you, you talk about McDonald's and, and I, you know, I don't, I don't, I shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry. But, you know, you talk about fast food in general and you talk about, oh, I'm going to get this burger for 99 cent. And, you know, honestly, that burger is probably more vegetarian than it is beef, but mm. not the good stuff, you know? So it's right. like, it's fillers. It's, there's nothing alive there, you know? Well, so, what do you think of when I say the word meal? Let's have a meal together. 
oh, there's there's salad, there's, and it's not just salad. It's not like an iceberg lettuce thing. It's like, so the nutrient dense list that I always give out and I, whenever I do talks and it's on my website, whatever, but it lists, and this was done by the CDC. I didn't do it. They studied um, fruits and vegetables, I think 50, and they printed out this list of the top 46 nutrient dense fruits and vegetables. They have mm-hmm. 17 uh, vitamins and minerals. Watercress is number one. So when I when I think of a meal, I think of foods from this list that are going to give me the nutrients that I need to move forward. So there's this huge herb salad. There's some couple of side vegetable dishes. If I'm doing um, a sunflower seed pate that's sprouted and soaked sunflower seeds, you know, um, that kind of can taste like a meat or a taco meat or something like that. And then there's, you've got fat, you've got your avocados, you, you got everything that's going to fuel your mind, your body. And to me, doing that fuels your soul. You Julie, know? I'll be right over. I want to come over to your house for a meal. I think this would be great. But the reason I asked that question is because, you know, when I when I see on a sign, you know, a fast food place and it says, get your meal for tonight here, I'm thinking I can't even get a meal there because, you know, picking up a couple of subs to me is not a meal or whatever it is. But I want to talk to you about smoothies because in our family, we've been uh, kind of on the smoothie bandwagon for about two or three years now now and we put all kinds of nutrient rich foods into these smoothies uh it's not all about you know just just fruits or something like that it's like all these other things what are your views on what should be in smoothies and how can we make smoothies part of our life successfully yeah i think smoothies are a great way to do a meal replacement i mean i i'm drinking one right now this is my this is my berry smoothie so when i when i I do my, I tell my clients to separate your fruits and your greens. So my green smoothie is truly all greens. Um, and my berry smoothie is just berries, raspberries, blackberries, and um, raspberries and blueberries. Those three berries are high in polyphenols, they're nutrient rich, they feed your cells. Um, but in addition to those, in either situation, I also add mulberry powder which is another great fruit it's it's a like a panacea of all the wonderful richness in in mulberry Uh, so it's mulberry powder um i do herbal things for me um there's one that i'm playing with now called heishu wu which is really for um hair growth and just keeping your hair alive and how do you spell that how do you um, spell that julie h-e Space, S-H-U, space, W-U. It's a Chinese herb. And uh, there's a story behind this that there is a Chinese man who ate the root all the time and his hair. So it's kind of a a youthful longevity herb. And Uh his hair went from gray back to black and he just looked as young as as ever. So that's a a story attached to that particular herb. Wow. In addition to that, I put uh, Irish moss in there, which helps for my digestive system. Um, I also put, what did I put in there today? I put a liver vitality herb in there combination. And then I also add a tea mixture, which is an immune boosting tea. So it's elderberry, rose hips, and nettles. And that's warm. So when my coat, that's the other thing about smoothies. You don't, I prefer, and for your digestive system to be at least room temperature to warm, especially when it's cold out. 
as opposed mm-hmm. to ice cold and it's cold out, then your body's got to warm it up to be able to yeah. use the nutrients. So the tea goes in warm with a little bit of almond milk, and it's just this nice, warm goodness in the morning that fuels your mind. The green one turns your mind on like that. You're like, whoa, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, it's like in place of coffee. I've had my coffee drinkers who hang out with me or, you know, and I'm like, here, drink this in place of coffee. And they'll be like, yeah, okay, but can I have coffee later? I was like, sure. If you want a cup of coffee after that, by all means. They don't want a cup of coffee until the afternoon. In other words, it takes away their morning cup of java. That green juice is just so, they're like, oh my God, I get it. But it's not a green juice with a banana. It's not spinach and strawberries. It's not, you know, a ton of fruit and a handful of, of spinach, which a lot of people do where they'll get a jamba juice. Right, right. Let's talk about uh, flax. Do you think flaxseed is awesome? I think flaxseed is awesome. I think the amount of omega-3s in flaxseed is great. And and I think um, the thing I would say for flaxseed is if you buy the whole seed. And when I was doing flaxseed, I'd put it in my blender first. So mm-hmm. I'd grind it. And then yes. all that stuff, that all the oils are now available and open. And then put in all my green stuff and all my other right. stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah, I always grind my flaxseed mm-hmm. first too. And what about chia? I like chia, so when I get off, when we're done today, I'm gonna go, I make this cereal. It's got sprouted uh, buckwheat and sprouted pumpkin seeds, and I add like tablespoons of chia and some mm. warm water and some toasted coconut. And it's like a warm, um, not oatmeal, but like a warm cereal in the morning with a little vanilla and cinnamon. Oh, <laughs> that sounds so good. And I'm looking at you, and you're so slim, and yet you talk about food all the time. How do you do that? I eat all the time. I, you know, this is the thing that people, and I thought about, I think about this all the time. If you're eating the right food, your metabolism kicks in. You're going to, your body is going to regulate your, you know, the nutrient dense foods, you're eating foods that your body uses all the time. So if you're getting the nutrients, your body uses it. It's like, oh, cool. We don't have to store this fat. We don't have to hang on to these other things because we know you're going to give us what we need. So yeah, I eat all the time. Oh, wow. Well, let's talk about ketosis and these ketogenic diets that people go on and they're like determined to lose weight. Is this a good thing? Like, and tell us, just so my listeners might not know what a ketogenic diet is, tell us. Well, so it's a diet that, you know, I was talking to somebody the other day and to be honest, (laughs) I thought it was hilarious. And um, they said, you know, it's just, it's the same diet over and over again. It's just been renamed. So in other words, the keto diet's like, um, oh, what's the guy's name? The Pritkin diet. And then oh, it oh, yeah. the Atkins yeah, the diet. Atkin, and now Atkin. it's Atkins. And now it's ketosis. It's, what is it? Meat and grain, no carbs and grains and fat, like the caveman's diet. Well, that's yes. just not going to last. It's not going to sustain you long, long. You'll lose weight, Sure. You know, you will lose weight. Um, but but can just, it be good for you on the long term? On the long term, it's not. And a lot of people are coming out of that diet and they're like, oh, my God, you know, I, this is not good for me. You know, my body is is not adjusting well to this. I'm not doing well. And you still have to go back to eating real food. You need fat. You need sugar. You need carbs. You know, the problem is how we eat. People, what I realize is people just don't know how to eat. But we don't need processed sugar, do we, Julie? Oh, no, no, no. no, When you say sugar, you mean sugar from fruit, right? right? I mean sugar from fruit, exactly. I mean sugar from fruit. 
So yeah. we're talking about sugar, fruit sugar. It could be honey. It could yeah. be a maple syrup. Right. It could be. So none of that's, you know, honey gets a little processed, but if you can find a raw honey, you know, maple syrups tapped right out of the tree. Again, yeah. organic taps, not not sugar, sugar. I mean, there's um, coconut sugar is probably as, as processed as I'd like to go, but it's still from the coconut flour. So those are my sugars that I play with. And I also do green leaf stevia. So Steve, when people are now doing stevia, it should be green. It shouldn't be the white processed bleach stevia because stevia is uh-huh. a green plant. Uh-huh. So, um, but yeah, your body, glucose is the energy your body uses first. And you're going to get that from sugar. So you, you know, you, your carbs, I mean, on a plant-based diet, we eat carbs because a lot of vegetables are starchy, carby sure. vegetables. So, and then my berries, the first thing sometimes in the morning, depending on how I feel, if I feel like I need more sugar in the morning is the berry smoothie, but it's good sugar. It's good berries. There's nothing else in there. You yeah. Know? Well, let's talk about intermittent fasting. Is that something you do or you recommend? Well, this is the thing I got that too. It's something we all do naturally. It's sure. now gotten a new name. If you are, if your last meal is at eight o'clock at night, you go to bed at 10, you wake up at eight, you just fasted for 12 hours. That's something your body does naturally to reset. It's not like, you know, you need a whole, I look at this and I go, what? Okay. So we do this anyway, right? If I, if I, my last meal is at eight o'clock and the next time I eat is eight in the morning, I fasted for 12 hours, you know, water and tea. I'm done. Way to go, Julie. You did it. What am I doing (laughs) anyway? You know, so it's like your body is in a natural eat cycle. Don't eat cycle. Yeah. If we do what we're supposed to do, but a lot of times we eat 12 o'clock at night and go to bed at one and then get up at eight and eat. So for, I guess for depending on guidelines, because again, our society is just a little out of whack and what we don't know about food is a lot. And if we could take it back to the simple, the basics, we'd all be okay. If you could only eat five foods, what would they be? Ha, that's a good question, right? Yeah. Okay, does my salad count as one food? <laughs> no, I don't no. think so. <laughs> salad count as one. There's everything in there, but I would. Uh, so let's see. Dandelion would be in there. Watercress huh? would be there. Um, if I had to pick a berry, it would be blueberries and blackberries. So that's two. I got watercress, dandelion, um, probably amaranth. Because out of amaranth, I could get flowers. I could get... What is that? Amaranth? What is that? So amaranth is a very heavy, nutrient-dense plant, and it grows wild. Um, But from that, you can eat the leaves, you can eat the flowers, the the seeds of that plant. um, You can actually turn into flour. So you can create breads with amaranth. You can do cereals with amaranth. Um, And it's uh, A-M-A-R-A-N-T-H, amaranth. Uh, and and I was just going to ask you that. A M E R. Is no, that right? A M A R. A R. A N T H. Yeah, amaranth. Okay, amaranth. Okay. And wow, this is really cool. And you've got no meat on your list. Of course not. Do you eat meat? No, I gave up meat in 1987. Oh, okay. So you don't eat meat at all. I didn't know. I, that. Don't eat so, I would add a I would add a nut to that list since you only gave me five. Okay, what's the nut? Um, almonds. Like probably oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I, I love this. So dandelion, watercress, blueberry, blackberries, amaranth, 
and almond. Yeah, and almonds. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty fascinating. So so you gave up meat way back then and you went into a vegetarian diet. Do you eat dairy? I don't now. I did. It was a gradual process. When I gave up meat, I did eat. So I gave up all meat except for chicken and fish. I tried that for a while. So I think it's a process to get, it was a process to get where I am today. Mm -hmm. uh, and then eventually I gave up chicken. Uh, and around, right around, probably before I gave up chicken, I gave up dairy. I gave up milk and butter and cheese. Cheese was a hard one because we're such a pizza oriented um, kind of, you know, again, back to fast food, right? Throw some cheese yeah. on it, you know? So, and cheese is in mostly everything. I always thought that's interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I gave up fish when our, kind of, I gave up fish when our waters got really polluted, which... Hmm you know, became a real big deal. Yeah, because we're ingesting a lot of toxins if we eat larger fish, aren't we? Yeah, I um, and I, I loved fish and I would eat it and I'd make a really great fish stew. And one time I, you know, and I'd go down to where the sous chefs and all the restaurant people get their fish. So I knew it was clean. And it was coming right mm. out of the water. But I got down to the bone of one of my fish and there was a big fat tumor on it. And all the years I've eaten fish, I'd never seen that before. Oh, wow. So. Um, I was kind of done and that, that led me to do a little more research and realizing that what some restaurants will do is cut the meat off the fish and that's what you get when you get your filet or you get, you know, what you're eating in a restaurant. You don't see the whole fish, so you don't know what it looked like. You don't know what was on the bone. You don't know how it came out of the water. So I was like, okay, I'm kind of done. Tell me about yourself when you were a little girl, about seven. Were you fascinated with food then? Tell me about a day in the life of Julie Ward when she was seven <laughs> years old. <laughs> I was in the dirt outside. Yeah. Probably eating mud, you know, making mud pies and eating dirt. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, playing, catching. We used to catch, um, uh, what were they? They don't, we don't have, I don't have them in California. They were the, I want to call them night flies. I forgot the name of them, but they would light up at night. Oh, fireflies. Fireflies. Yeah. We used to, I used to grow up and catch fireflies and then we'd let them loose. And um, so I was always out running around um, doing that and food. I pretty much ate anything. Um, I did. I pretty much ate, my brother was the finicky one, but I don't mm. know that there was something I didn't eat. I always ate the fruits. I always ate the vegetables. I wasn't necessarily a fan of just dead meat on my plate. I didn't always like meat. But if my mom made a tamale pie or, you know, something like that, or she, you know, like my favorite dish as a kid was sweet and sour pork chops, you know, mm. growing up. But, um, yeah, my dad, my grandfather was a cook and uh, before he became a dentist. And so the foods for the holidays were just phenomenal. It was oh, wow. around really great wonderful food my idea of the holidays and dinner is just you know it just warms my heart because we had a ton of food so just being around really great cooks and being out in nature was just yeah that was it playing in the well, dirt wow coming in that's messy not, and dirty <laughs> sounds great so it sounds like your your mama was a great cook she was she was a fabulous cook yeah oh yeah. Wow. No wonder you got so interested in food. It's really cool. And you educate people all the time on food now, don't you? 
I do. I do. Like I, like I said, what people don't know about food is a lot and it's always amazing. Um, but it's good that people are now becoming more aware and asking questions. So happy. To so see how you. do you do your education? Do you do it uh, like online or you do seminars? What do you do? I do workshops. I do talks. I do online classes. So I have my own classes that happen from time to time on food. Um, I work with people one-on-one. -on -one. I coach people through whatever they're going through um, and how, where they want to get to. I have a five-week program and a 10-week program. I help people with their digestion. So a lot of the ailments, particularly chronic ailments, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, um, type 2 diabetes can be adjusted with food. So getting people to switch their diet to be able to heal those chronic illnesses is also what I do. And that actually gives me most the most reward, you know, really seeing people lose weight, change their diets, feel better, you know, drop their blood pressure, drop their cholesterol, um, drop their blood sugar so they can, they and then they understand. That's the other thing. People then are clear, oh my God, it's what I'm eating. I just need to continue to do this. Now, right. in your life, you go on a plan, you come off, but just go back. I mean, that's the thing. A lot of people would go off and be like, oh, I can't do it. No, you can do it. Just come back to it. You have a baseline. You know what your baseline is. As you get more comfortable with your baseline, you will go off, but you'll come back. You go off, you'll come back. And then your baseline will become your life over the oh, long that's, time. That's great advice. Great advice. What about this obsession with pharmaceuticals? Like, especially in your country, right? Isn't, aren't there a lot of commercials and a lot of oh. focus on pharmaceuticals? Yes. I think it's, that's one of the thing. I think that's, what is that? The top, in the top five killers of people in the U.S. is pharmaceuticals. Oh, yeah. Wow. And really, if we're eating the right foods and taking care of our bodies, we seldom need those. Isn't that true? Very true. I'm 54 and I'm not on any drugs. You know, wow. where a lot of my counterparts are taking a high blood pressure medicine, they're taking something and I'm not. Um, I get my blood done and all my blood work once a year, as everybody does. There's no reason mm -hmm. to do it more frequently, um, but I'm healthy. So, no, I don't. I'm it's clear to me that you don't need pharmaceuticals like that. Um, yeah, me too. It's very clear. It's not a necessity. And even for, you know, and, and this is a slippery slope, but even for some of our mental health issues, food can make a huge difference. Um, based on some of the drugs people are taking, which they still have to regulate, you know, because you can take one drug and it's not quite working, you take another. So there's, there's still the practice, you know, which is what medicine is, practicing. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Julie, have you ever been bullied because of what you teach and the work you do? Have you ever felt mm -hmm. as though people were making you feel less than you should have felt as a result of it? Not now, but, you know, I gave up meat in 1987. So, you know, the whole concept of vegetarian or not eating meat. And I was never bullied by it. But what I always think is really interesting is that for a long time, people just didn't understand what I ate. You know, so if I went someplace or I was going to a meeting, I got celery and carrots and be like, this is for you. And I'm like, wow, OK. Um, but it was never a bullying, but it was unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> and I know other people have said that to me too. I know like, because so many people do not understand what that even means or certainly going back 10 or 15 years. Right. Yeah. It was like, Whoa, you don't eat meat. So, and you don't eat cheese. So again, meat, there was a meat dish. There was a salad that had cheese in it. 
There was another vegetable dish that had cheese and or meat in it. So, you know, and then there was bread. And those that was normally any meeting, anything you went to, any dinner, that was normally the menu, right? Um, See, so yeah, I, don't, I don't remember ever being bullied, teased maybe from family yeah. and friends. You know, we, we, yeah. you don't eat meat. Oh, no, you're going to eat this or, you know. But yeah, not not necessarily. Well, as we move toward the end of the interview, uh-huh. Julie, I want to ask you five quick answer questions. So okay. the first one is this. Who is one person who has influenced mindfulness in your life? Oh. There was a gentleman years ago who first taught me transcendental meditation. Mm-hmm. So that was a real kind of setting, st- being still and just focusing kind of on one thing or one mantra and then just letting that kind of take you into the day. That would have been probably the first one. Okay. And my second question is, how has mindfulness affected your emotions? Hmm. It helps a ton. (laughs) It helps a ton. (laughs) Because the one thing you understand about emotion is that it passes. You know, and when you're mindful of it, you don't have to necessarily act on that emotion. You can just kind of be like, okay, this is that thing I'm feeling. Let's breathe through it and it will pass and see if I still want to act on it from a place of clarity and presence. Yeah. Tell us how breathing is part of your mindfulness. Yeah, breathing is constant. (laughs) Yeah. It totally changes my perspective. I breathe all the time. I breathe, you know, if you notice, you've asked me a question, I'll take a deep breath. Just yes. be centered. It really helps with centering my thoughts and just kind of keeping everything grounded. You know? And if you could recommend a book related to mindfulness, what would that be? And maybe it's a book that is related to food and mindfulness. I don't know. Yes, there is. There's one by Pema Chandra called The Places That Scare You. And it was really kind of a kind of a deep dive into stuff as you begin to kind of look at what's going on in your life and really wanting to move through some things. And, you know, to be able to do that, you really have to look at the stuff that scares you inside, you know, and be really mindful of that, not let it get in the way. Do you ever use any apps at all to help with mindfulness or do you ever recommend any? Or maybe with eating, with food? I, for, for apps, no, but... Food is a mindfulness for me, you know, and I realize that I've noticed that if something is taking me out to an emotional space or something's going on in my life and I'm really having to get get, starting to get a little wound up, I'll go and cook, I'll go and make some tea, I'll go and make a smoothie, I'll go and it's the smell, it's the aroma, it's the the knowledge that I have about making something that I know is going to feed my body and get me healthy. And that really kind of calms me down. Well, Julie, I know we can reach out to you at freshfoodalchemy.com. And we all know how to spell fresh and we all know how to spell food and <laughs> alchemy. <laughs> Maybe not. It's A-L-C-H-E-M-Y. So Fresh Food Alchemy. What can we find there, Julie? Okay, yeah. So if you go to freshfoodalchemy.com and then backslash podcast, so all of the podcast listeners You'll find you'll be able to download the nutrient dense vegetable list that I was talking about. So it gives you those specific 46 fruits and vegetables. Um, there's also a place if you're interested or want to do um, 
a 30-minute free consultation with me. You can put your name in there and I'll set up a time. We can set up a time. And then also there's a five-day plant-based challenge, which gives you a great list, five, five actually maybe seven more recipes, um, dinner recipes. So it's a five-day plant-based challenge where you just set aside five days and you commit to doing dinner, plant-based dinner. So you've got shopping lists, you've got recipes, and it's actually really a lot of fun. That sounds great. And it, you know, in our culture, at least in the culture I grew up in, it was all always, what are we going to have for dinner? Oh, what's the meat? Right. You know, and then what will we surround that with? Right. But the meat is the thing, right? right? And that shouldn't necessarily be the thing. Well, no. I mean, especially your last meal of the day should just be very light. I mean, it mm. should you should be fulling, you should be satisfied, you should be happy with it, but it's not something that's going to make you want to go to sleep. And then you drink water, you have some tea, and then you go to bed, you'll wake up with more energy, you'll be more alert, and then you'll move through the day. If you're going to do that heavy meat, do it in the middle of the day. Julie, it's been great talking with you and so informative <laughs> and laughing. I love laughing with you, too. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> We've had a lot of fun together, haven't we, Julie? Yes, 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 definitely. <laughs> yeah, it's been great. So thank you so much. I can't wait to get this this episode published for my listeners. Thank you so much for being on the show, Julie. Thank you for having me. Okay, bye now. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for joining us today on Mindfulness Mode. For show notes for every episode, check out mindfulnessmode.com and type the guest's name or the episode number into the search bar. You can also go mindfulnessmode.com slash whatever episode number you like. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you could help us out by subscribing to Mindfulness Mode wherever you listen, whether it's on iTunes or Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, so many places you can hear Mindfulness Mode. So hit subscribe and share because that truly helps our show. And remember what I mentioned at the top of the show, Awaken with Focus a 12-minute meditation just for you, recorded by me. You can be alert, focused after waking. That's what it's all about. Feel invigorated, fresh, and dynamic. Let your vibrancy feed those around you. Download this meditation to help you get going in the morning at mindfulnessmode.com slash awakenwithfocus. So remember, subscribing and sharing helps keep mindfulness mode on the air. Till next time, Mindful Tribe, use what we've learned today to reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. Stay in the mode.